going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are safe and sound wherever in the world you are, and I hope that life is good for you. Hope yesterday was a great start to the week for you, and I hope you started the week, of course, with us here at The Faction. Big shout out to everybody who joins us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We certainly appreciate having you on board with us. Special shouts to all of you joining us by way of podcast. If you're subscribed, thank you so much for being subscribed to our podcast. We absolutely appreciate you. And if you've not done so yet, just click the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us right now. And you can have The Faction come to your device without worrying about, hey, am I going to miss an episode? All of the episodes will be right there for you. All right. With that said, there's quite a bit to dig into. Now, we have taken Tuesdays, at least for the start of the year, to do our recap of 2020. But what I wanted to do for today's episode is to talk a bit about the Royal Rumble. Of course, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view is coming your way this Sunday, and one could argue it'll be the most unique Royal Rumble in WWE history for a simple reason. It'll be the first Royal Rumble without a live audience. That's right. Yes, there will be the Thunderdome as it'll take place in the Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, but that wasn't the initial plan. The initial plan, of course, was to be able to have fans back at the Royal Rumble, but that's not going to be able to happen this year. So what we want to do is in getting you ready for the Royal Rumble, we want to just kind of talk a bit about the history of the Rumble, some significant moments of the Rumble, and maybe get an idea or two of uh, what our leading predictions are leading into the Royal Rumble. So one of the things that I love about the faction is that we have a wide cross-section in terms of our demographic. We've got fans who have been with us since day one, but who have enjoyed the sport of pro wrestling for several decades. And we have some who are brand new. We have others who uh, were fans back in the day, went away and are coming back. So wherever in the scope you fall, hopefully today's show will certainly uh, excite you, inspire you, and inform you as well. So the Royal Rumble, the concept of it, uh, came to us, of course, by way of the late, great Pat Patterson, who decided to put a twist on a battle royal. Now, going back in time, one of the special attractions in the world of pro wrestling was the Battle Royal. Now, normally you would see a one-on-one match or perhaps a tag team match pitting two competitors against each other. And certainly, if you're talking about the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, there weren't a lot of quote-unquote specialty matches. You would see a cage match every blue moon. Every now and again, you'd see a dog collar match or a no disqualification match. Uh, You certainly didn't have like ladder matches and hardcore matches in the regularity that you have them now. But one of the really special matches that would happen would be an over the top rope battle royal. That battle royal would vary in its number of participants. But the whole idea was that all of the participants would start the match together and uh, one by one, someone would be eliminated until there was just one man standing. 
Now, when these battle royals would often happen and say Andre the Giant was involved, he was considered to be the king of the battle royal. And uh, obviously, it's very hard to eliminate someone who is seven foot four and 500 pounds. And for those who only really got wind of Andre the Giant circa WrestleMania 3, you don't understand how agile Andre the Giant was, how mobile Andre the Giant was. And so you're talking about a guy who, if he needed to get on the top rope, he could hop on the top rope. He could drop kick. He could do all kinds of things. So that made it very, very difficult to eliminate him from a battle royal scenario. So Pat Patterson comes along in the 80s. Uh, it's 1988. So at this particular point, we have had not one, not two, but three WrestleManias as WrestleMania kicked off in 1985, including WrestleMania 3, which of course was in 1987. So in an effort to try something different, Pat Patterson comes up with the Royal Rumble. The key to the Royal Rumble would be this. It would be a battle royal, but everyone wouldn't start in the ring at the same time. Instead, you would have two people begin, and in two-minute increments, another person would come out. Very different concept, very innovative concept. Now, here's some other interesting news for you. The very first Royal Rumble was not a pay-per-view. It was instead a TV special on the USA Network, and it came and emanated from Hamilton, Ontario at the Cops Coliseum. There were actual matches that took place here, including a, a tag team match that was two out of three falls that saw Haku and Tama, the Islanders, take on the Young Stallions, which was a team of Jim Powers and Paul Roma. Yeah, the same Paul Roma that went on to become one of the horsemen for a hot minute. All right, so one of the other things that happened at that Royal Rumble was Dino Bravo uh, went to prove that he was the world's strongest man um, by lifting 715 pounds, and there were some questionable circumstances around that for sure. But the Royal Rumble then would take place. Two men entered, and every two men and every two minutes, another man would enter. The winner of the first Royal Rumble. Uh, maybe you may have guessed it, maybe not. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He won the very first Royal Rumble. However, this was before the Royal Rumble hit pay-per-view. It would become its own pay-per-view event the following year, 1989. So in 1989, the stakes got a little bit higher as the Royal Rumble went from being a 20-man event to a 30-man event. And so this added, again, another stake to it. It was, of course, two-minute increments going on with that, and it was a significant situation for the Royal Rumble, which at this point was a pay-per-view. It became the third pay-per-view in WWE behind the Survivor Series, the Survivor Series, of course, premiering in 1987. So the winner of the second Battle Royal was Big John Studd, and I should mention also that the first Royal Rumble took place January of 19. 1988, which is why the Royal Rumble pay-per-views continue in the month of January. So there are a couple of significant things that happened, of course, with the Royal Rumble. The 1990 Royal Rumble was special for a couple of reasons. Number one, Hulk Hogan won that Royal Rumble, but it was also the first confrontation inside that Rumble between Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. That would ultimately lead us to WrestleMania six. Hogan versus the Warrior in the main event, title for title. 
small programming note. 1990s Royal Rumble also was a Royal Rumble that featured Tony Schiavone on commentary. That's a big deal because Schiavone enters the WWE in 89, long time the voice of NWA. Yeah, added something really different to the WWE. So 1990 and 1991, Hulk Hogan would win back to back. 1992's Royal Rumble is important for this reason. It's the first time that there was more than bragging rights on the line for the Royal Rumble. Coming into the 1992 Royal Rumble, you got to go back to Survivor Series 91. And there was quite a bit of controversy surrounding the WWE Championship. You had Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker battling. And The Undertaker won the championship under some controversial circumstances. Hulk Hogan would win it back under controversial circumstances. And all these controversial circumstances led ultimately to the title being held up. And for the first time ever, the Royal Rumble would not just be for bragging rights, but this time it would be for the WWE Championship in 1992, marking one of only two times that the WWE Championship would be defended inside the Royal Rumble match. The other time was in the year 2016, when Roman Reigns would begin at number one and defend the WWE Championship inside the Royal Rumble. That year, of course, Triple H would win the Royal Rumble and consequently the WWE Championship. So the irony, of course, that in 2016, Triple H would win the WWE Championship inside the Royal Rumble match. And 24 years earlier, 1992, his mentor, Ric Flair, would win the WWE Championship inside the Royal Rumble match. 1992, making that one of the most significant Royal Rumbles of all time. And it created, of course, one of the biggest Royal Rumble moments uh, and WWE moments with Ric Flair winning the championship. It would then be in 1993 that for the first time, the Royal Rumble winner would get an interesting prize. That prize would be the main event at WrestleMania. That was the first time. So again, think about it. 1992 is where you would see the WWE Championship up for grabs at the Royal Rumble match. 1993 began what we now know as the number one contender spot to WrestleMania being won at the Royal Rumble. It began in 1993. It continues to this day. Do you want the fastest way to punch your ticket to WrestleMania? Win the Royal Rumble match. That began in 93, and the winner that year was Yokozuna. Yokozuna would go on, of course, to WrestleMania 9 that year, defeat Bret Hart for the WWE Championship, and if you don't know, there was controversy surrounding that as he would soon be challenged by Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan would leave WrestleMania 9 as a WWE title. The only time at WrestleMania that the WWE Championship changed hands twice. Interesting fun fact. So from then on, of course, the Royal Rumble match became extremely important because the winner would get to main event WrestleMania. And that was, of course, a very intriguing thing. Now, when you get to 94, more controversy happens because for the first time, you have two winners of the Royal Rumble as both Bret Hart and Lex Luger 
eliminated and both of their feet touch the floor at the exact same time, they both win the Royal Rumble. First time that ever happened. They both would then go on to get a shot at the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 10. And that year, of course, Yokozuna was champion. He would defeat Lex Luger, but then Bret Hart would defeat Yokozuna and become the WWE Champion. There had been this pattern for Royal Rumble winners to then go on to main event WrestleMania and win the WWE Championship, and it began to happen more often than not. Now, Royal Rumble gets interesting in 1995 as Shawn Michaels enters at number one to win the Royal Rumble match. He would go on to replicate that and win the Royal Rumble again in 1996, joining Hulk Hogan at that time as the only two-time Royal Rumble winners. Well, then comes Stone Cold Steve Austin, who in 1997 and 1998 would win the Royal Rumble match. He would then go on in 2001 to win the Royal Rumble again, making him the only three-time Royal Rumble winner in WWE history. Now, interestingly enough, the year before, in the year 2000, The Rock wins the Royal Rumble match, becoming the only person of African-American descent to win the Royal Rumble. You heard me right. The Rock is the only African-American male or female, to win the Royal Rumble match. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's a stat they probably won't give you on WWE television. Of course they won't, because you're likely hearing it for the first time here. The Rock, the first African-American, the only African-American to win the Royal Rumble, which makes this Sunday's Royal Rumble significant. When you think about the idea that perhaps Bianca Belair could become the first African-American female to win a Royal Rumble and only the second African-American to win a Royal Rumble ever. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Indeed. All right, then, as we go through the amazing list of folks who would win the Royal Rumble, uh, there are some interesting names here. Of course, John Cena, a two-time Royal Rumble winner. Batista, a two-time Royal Rumble winner. Randy Orton, Triple H, all Royal Rumble winners. However, it's 2018 where the Royal Rumble gets its next very interesting wrinkle and what a wrinkle it is as for the first time in wwe history we have two royal rumble matches at a royal rumble pay-per-view there is the men's royal rumble match and now the women's royal rumble match and this is interesting in and of itself because shinsuke nakamura wins the men's royal rumble match in 2018 Asuka wins the female Royal Rumble match in 2018. Both of them become the first Japanese superstars to win a Royal Rumble. Now, some may say, no, 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 sir. There was Yokozuna in 1993. Well, Yokozuna was actually Samoan part of the Anoa'i family related to, of course, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and all of the Anoa'i family. So with that said, History made in 2018 on two fronts, Shinsuke Nakamura becoming the first Japanese male superstar to win a Royal Rumble. 
He would go on, of course, that year to face AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in a rematch from a Russell Kingdom Classic. So there's that. On the female side, Asuka would win. She was undefeated. She headed to WrestleMania that year to take on Charlotte, and her undefeated streak would be broken in New Orleans, the same place the Undertaker's undefeated streak was broken. Ah, you see the irony. There's that. So that means a couple of things. Obviously, we've only had three Royal Rumble matches for the women. Of course, all of the other Royal Rumble matches were for the men. And uh, there's now great significance. And so that leads us to wondering what will happen this Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll tell you on Friday our thoughts for this Sunday's pay-per-view, who our leading contenders are to win the Royal Rumble on the men's side, on the women's side, will we see history made, what will happen, we'll talk all about that this Friday on The Faction, but here's what I'd like to do, in that show I'd like to include some of your picks and predictions, so do me a favor, on our social media spot, at The Faction Show, after you listen to this, leave us your predictions. Who do you think are the leading candidates to win the Royal Rumble in the men's match and in the women's match in 2021? Can't wait to talk to you about that. Remember, tomorrow we're going to talk to you about Raw. We're going to get you ready for the Wednesday Night War. We'll also give you some more details on this huge deal between NBC Universal and the WWE on the WWE Network. And of course, we're getting you ready for the Royal Rumble. And we have our final installment of our look back at Lucha Underground this Thursday. So full week of content for you here at The Faction. Until next time, it's C-Man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. Salute my people, here we go Salute my people